It's not a great situation right now. I'm just going to level with you. For those of you who aren't aware, uh, times are tight. Farming in Whatcom County, especially dairy farming in, well, not just Whatcom County, all over this country. Milk prices are uh, desperately low, uh, below the cost of production in many cases. And the dairy industry is, is struggling right now to make ends meet. A lot of family farms are, are hurting and then they're trying to make decisions for what the future looks like, uh, for them, uh, based on what the future might look like. And you really need a crystal ball for that, uh, for, for milk prices and things like that. Um, and I, I, when uh, connecting with our guest just before we came on the air here, I said, oh, this isn't going to be easy to talk about. And he said, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Lee Milky uh, joins us. I just put out his uh, Milky Market Weekly. Is that is that officially what the uh, the email is called? That's what, that's what we call it for a lack of a better name with a name <laughs> like Milky. What, you know, I've always said it shows God has a sense of humor <laughs> to put a city slicker like me and, and, and put me in the dairy industry. Well, here we are, and welcome back, by the way. This is The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop, formerly of KGMI, now with Save Family Farming, and I help out Watkin Family Farmers and Skagit Family Farmers and Yakima Family Farmers and guess what, people in all those places, as well as all over the United States, are uh, bemoaning the difficulties right now in the dairy markets. Talk about what we know right now. Lee has been following dairy markets for decades, uh, has hosted radio shows still you can hear him on uh uh the radio around the country with his uh syndicated features that he puts out and and uh, his emails and and columns and whatnot all over the place lee what what's happening right now well as i wrote in my column last week dylan the first benchmark milk price of 2018 was not good news for dairy farmers the class three milk price fell to 14 dollars per hundredweight that's down to dollar forty-four from December, and two dollars and seventy cents below a year ago. It is the lowest Class Three price since June of 2016, Oof. and the futures don't give a lot of hope. We're looking for the the February contract settled Friday afternoon at thirteen forty-seven. That appears to be the bottom. But climbing back up from there, we're only looking at a high of fifteen ninety five in October. So nothing, everything below sixteen dollars for the foreseeable future. That's well below the cost of production for most dairy farmers. So yeah, how do you calculate that? How do you explain that to people who don't understand? I think we kind of have to be because milk pricing, dairy uh, products pricing is, is so complicated. We kind of have to explain this every time. How do you translate into what these kind of prices mean for producers right now? Well, thankfully, feed prices um, have been staying pretty reasonable. <clears throat> so the net result is um, it's probably not as bad as it would appear when you first look at just the Class Three milk price, but it certainly is, is nothing to celebrate and uh, nothing to write home about. I mean, we dairy farmers can't go on very long with these prices this depressed, and, and I'm hearing and reading reports of uh, dairy farms uh, 
looking at making the inevitable decision to call it quits uh, all over the country. Uh, this has been something that has happened often in the industry, and we continue to see the number of dairy farms dwindle. Well, right here in Whatcom County is, is certainly not an exception. We've seen that downfall continue, and I don't see that this is going to turn around anytime real soon. It's it's not uh, well. Talk about the future a little bit. What do we, uh, as we know, it's a you need a crystal ball to really see uh, that far into the future with all of this. But what what at least are some of the facts that we have now that may show us what the future could hold here? Well, one of the positives is that the agriculture department has lowered its 2018 milk production forecast for the fourth consecutive month. And so that is indicating to us that dairy farmers are getting the message and uh, milk production is coming down. Why do we have the low prices that we have? We could spend an hour or two just discussing that, but bottom line is uh, the abundance of milk in the market and the demand is not keeping up with the production. We're, We're seeing this on the world market as well. And we've seen a lot, and and we're no longer just a domestic market. We're very global now. And while we saw the Global Dairy Update auction uh, last Tuesday uh, increase, and that's good news, um, we're still not seeing the kind of increases that we need to see to filter on down to the farm level. Well, let's break this down um, a little bit more by the different sectors that we're looking at, because um, I know in your market, in the, the Milky Market Weekly, um, <laughs> you, you're talking about different things. You're talking about buttermilk. You're talking about cheese. You're talking about yogurt. I mean, there, there are so many different things. Any, any I, I guess I'm desperately looking for any sort of bright spot here. Well, um, the block cheese price <clears throat> closed on Friday at $1.51. And that's quite a bit below a year ago, but it you know it's it's not horrible, and um, <clears throat> hopefully we can see this start climbing again. Super Bowl was great for cheese sales, but Super Bowl is behind us now. Yeah, and and we're <clears throat> we've seen butter holding fairly strong, but even butter is coming down now. Its Friday closing was uh, just under two dollars and three cents a pound. And it, it, it had been much higher last year. In fact, some thought it was going to reach $3 again. And we hear wonderful reports that butter is back and that butter consumption is growing. But it's not as, as rosy as we thought. And so we still have a lot of butter in stock and, and available. There's a lot of milk out there in the country, and it's finding its way into the churn as well as the, the cheese fat. One of the th- one of the quotes that I saw in your in your uh, Milky Market Weekly out yesterday was uh, bounteous supplies of milk available. Uh, so, and, and you've kind of alluded to that already. There's just there's just too much milk out there. Uh, for for the demand is that just ultimately what this comes down yes. obviously a lot more complicated than that but it, on the surface this is supply and demand in in action right right and um when you have that much milk uh flowing into the processing plants it, it, it has to be converted into something you know milk is not a, a storable product as such it has to be converted into something that can be stored 
uh, powder is, is one of them. And, and powder has been a problematic because of the world market. And Canada has its uh, new Class 7 pricing program, which has resulted in Canada uh, exporting a lot of non-fat dry milk into the global market, which has pushed down prices mm. and is starting to crowd out some of the U.S. markets for powder. And the EU has an abundance of powder in storage, and they've made some changes in their so-called price support program so that they're not going to be buying unlimited amounts of powder either. So the powder is problematic and pulling down, helping to pull down prices on, on the butter and the cheese. I was in a meeting, uh, I guess it was a week ago today, uh, with Congresswoman Susan Delbeni, who was here uh, in Linden, uh, to talk with farmers. And, and, of course, a lot of dairy farmers were in the audience. And, and these were some of the issues that they were bringing up, especially when uh, uh, the Congresswoman was talking about trade issues and NAFTA. And there's some real concerns right now, uh, whether or not uh, the way that Canada and the EU and others are, are able to sell uh, different uh, classes of milk products on on the global market is is really fair and and should be, <laughs> continue to be allowed. Essentially, uh, I don't know what kinds of action uh, may be up the sleeves of the powers that be um, as far as concerns about dumping and different things like that. But it, it really doesn't look fair right now. I don't know how far you've gone into that topic to to find out how we've gotten to the point where we are now and and what some of these global trade issues really are. Well, NAFTA has been good for the U.S. dairy industry for the most part. And trade agreements have been generally good for dairy. But they're not necessarily good for other facets and other products. And so the Trump administration is trying to right some of those so-called wrongs. And in the process, uh, agriculture might get hurt by some of the changes if indeed he would pull out of the NAFTA. Um, lawmakers, as you know, passed a, a budget bill in the wee hours of the morning on Friday uh, to keep the government open. And among its many provisions, uh, the package includes some enhancements to the so-called margin protection program, which is dairy's safety net. And we don't have the time to go through all the ramifications <laughs> of that, but um, it's, it's a complicated program that has not been very successful in helping dairy farmers, and I'm not sure that these new changes are going to make it that much more yeah. effective there, but that remains to be seen. That's exactly what we were hearing from producers last week here. Local uh, producers were saying, hey, uh, they put in this, this margin protection program, this MPP, and it really didn't work the way that it was supposed to or that, that some, at least who put it into place, thought it was going to. Uh, really yep. hasn't been effective, and a lot of it has to do with how the program is structured. And, and they were were of course asking Congresswoman Del Bene for some changes in how that is set up if that continues to exist at all because they feel like a lot more of uh, the industry's money has gone into that than has come back out of that yeah. and that's really not a, a fair situation but you're exactly right to explain how how all of that works would take a long time especially since I don't even fully understand it yet it's very complicated well, and, and one of the issues that keeps coming up is getting some kind of a supply management program in the United United States. And that's almost as, as uh, easy as herding cats uh, to try to get something like that passed, because, of course, processors oppose that. 
many dairy farmers oppose that, although mm-hmm. more and more are changing their minds on that. They look at Canada's program and they see that Canada doesn't have an overproduction problem to speak of because each farmer is basically told or buys quota for the amount of milk that he or she can produce in a year. That's not the case in the United States, and because we have free market and any dairy farmer can make as much milk as he wants to, uh, you can flood the market, and that brings down prices. And, you know, part of the free enterprise capitalistic system is whoever can make it the cheapest should be the one who makes it. And that may sound harsh and and hard to deal with, but that is one of the uh, facets of the free enterprise system. Well, Lee Milkey with us right now here on the Farming Show, KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. And uh, just a little bit of a flip side on that, though, some people would say, well, really, based on these trade issues that we were just touching on before this, it's Canada that's in some ways flooding parts of the market uh, with its its Class 7 milk uh, and, and dragging the the price down and well they don't have to deal with it at home they're passing the buck essentially as far as oversupply to the global market and really ultimately to the united states that's in a different situation uh, with its pricing structure canada is kind of wanting its cake and and eating it too it wants to preserve its supply management program and keep it in place and yet it wants to participate in the global marketplace right it wants to export uh, it's surplus, quote-unquote. And if you're going to play with the, with the others in the global market, then you, you need to open your markets to uh, import dairy products. Now, the United States does export you know, a fair amount of butter to Canada, and there was a lot of, of milk going across the border in some of the states because Canada was, had a shortage of butter, believe it or not. And that was part of the reason they came up with this new pricing scheme and and gave more quota or allowed more quota, more allowance of milk production to hopefully increase their butter production. But uh, there's a there's a domino effect, and one uh, act may present a a, a result that in unintended consequences, shall we say. And so it's it's not a simple program anymore, and there's no easy answers. To, to straighten this out. Well, and the dairy farmers up there in Canada like the price uh, structure, that the, the production um, protections that they have. The yes. consumer sure doesn't, though, as we see, you know, with the, the famous, you know, gone in 15 seconds videos at, at Costco with people coming down here uh, <laughs> as consumers just to buy um, milk products at, at a much lower cost that we have them here. Um, and, and again, uh, we're, we're going to run short on time here quickly to talk about how all of this stuff works, but I think it's interesting to see right now retail milk prices. Um, obviously, they're still higher in Canada. Canada, they're they're you know I mean, you're looking at more like five dollars a gallon up there, which is yep. why the Canadians yep. love to come down here and buy milk products. Yep. But even in our stores right now, the retail prices are fairly high. Yeah, well, and the BC Ministry would argue that their quota system does not add value to its milk, but tell that to its consumers. Yeah, and who are coming down and bringing a fair amount of of U.S. milk across the border because they don't want to pay the higher prices in Canada. Why is the retail price so high right now if the price that the farmer has been getting keeps going down? 
help? Ask the retailer because an interesting <laughs> phenomena that uh, you you will see uh, prices rise fairly uh, quickly when wholesale prices go up, but they don't come down so fast. Yeah, even when wholesale prices come down. It's a frustrating situation, uh, and it's very difficult for a lot of producers right now. I know a lot of hard decisions are having to be made because some people are saying, we just can't do this anymore. At the same time, it's a really bad time to decide to get out of the business and, and to try to sell the farm and try to sell the cows because the, the, the animals themselves, say, you know, you aren't going to recover your investment there right now. Those prices are way down as well. So it's like, well, maybe hang on until that price comes back up someday, somehow, maybe a line of credit can somehow get us there. Banker, please help us out. Um, but then you get to that point and Hey, yeah, we're making money again. Maybe I shouldn't get out. It's the, it's the age old, uh, roller coaster that, that the dairy industry, uh, rides here locally and, and across this country. Lee Melky, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Phil, us in on what's going on right now. You bet, Dylan.